0: Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure.
1: Hey there, Impact Makers. Are you like me and you have a closet full of clothes, but you often find yourself feeling like you have nothing to wear? Because you don't know how to pull together the right outfit that makes you feel comfortable and confident in the workplace or even on the weekends when you're just hanging out with friends or family? Well, even if you're a fashionista, I think you'll find some great tips and insights today in my conversation with Melanie Lippman, an image coach and personal branding expert who helps women leaders to use style to communicate confidence, build connections, and achieve next-level visibility. Melanie has degrees in both image and color consulting from the Fashion Institute of Technology, and she's previously worked with brands like Marie Claire, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Neiman Marcus. Today, her focus is on helping women worldwide to define their personal brand in order to become instantly recognizable, memorable, and viewed as a leader. And guys, you don't need to tune out. This episode is for you, too. Even though Melanie works primarily with women, her systems and approach to creating a wardrobe that makes you feel confident and reinforces your personal brand makes sense for everyone in the workplace. In today's episode, Melanie and I will chat about how important it is to develop a positive mindset about your own body and the clothes that work best for who you are today, as well as how you can discover your own personal style and the powerful impact that you can have on your competence and success. Welcome, Melanie Lippman, to the Impact Makers podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I have lots of questions, and I'm sure you have a lot of great information to share with us, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and who you work with?
0: Absolutely. So I'm Melanie Lippman. I am an image coach for female leaders, and interestingly enough that we're talking about impact because that is the number one driving desire that all of my clients have, that they want to have a greater impact. They want their messages to get out there. They want to make a difference. But unfortunately, usually the number one thing that is holding them back is their wardrobe, their image, weight, all of the things that kind of come up when we're thinking about being front and center. The nasty insecurities come up. So my goal is to really teach women how to feel empowered by their clothing choices and not just feel like their wardrobe is happening to them so it's easy for them to show up in every single experience whether it is at a family barbecue or on a stage with complete confidence.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fascinated by this topic. Obviously I'm your target audience so <laughs> I'm looking forward to learning from you. But how did you how did you start to focus on in this particular area? What what led you here?
0: Absolutely. So my family owns an accessory store when I, my whole entire life. So from a very, very early age, I realized that if a woman felt good in what she was wearing, she would go do anything. And if she didn't feel confident in how she was presenting herself, she could make an excuse and suddenly become sick. So I just realized that our clothes really affect our confidence. And it's not something that is vain or frivolous or really kind of something that you would just go shopping or any of the ideas that we, once we think of clothes, we kind of automatically take um, that confidence level out of it. It's really about showing up again with impact. So I saw that very, very quickly um, when I was growing up. And I just wanted women to feel like they had control of this. So most of my clients come to me and they say, oh, I'm born without the fashion genius. This is not something that's made for me. I'm an analytical person. I like numbers, I like structure, I like strategy. But I was born with a fashion gene. And one of my superpowers is to make it simple and make it easy for women to feel like they're amazing at getting dressed and don't feel like it's this thing that is a fairy tale. Because the cool thing is, it's actually not, it's math and science. So, but you just need to know your own formula so it doesn't feel like trial and error. So I went off, went to fashion school, did all of the things. And I found myself in a corporate job where I was. Usually, the only female in the room. I'm five foot one, so a lot of times the shortest person in the room and the youngest person in the room. A lot of times, and I started to feel very insecure about how I was showing up, and really got into a blunder where I got into went into debt because I thought working in the luxury industry that I needed a Chanel bag and Louboutins and all the things to look the part. And it wasn't until um, my boss, the CEO of my company, kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey." can you be more you again? Because you're really adding a different aspect to your role. And I'd like you to bring a little bit more of that back. And I left her office. It was a Friday afternoon saying, I don't know who me is. Because I felt like every single one of my choices, especially when it came to clothes, was being dictated by someone else, whether it was a trend or a should, or a 10 things we needed to have in my closet. I was so busy studying what everyone else was doing and all the things that I should have to actually just stop and ask myself, and who am I? How do I show up with confidence and what should I wear? So it was this huge pivotal point within my life when it came to getting dressed. And that's when I stepped back from my corporate career. I was like, I want other women to realize that they get to have control of what makes them feel confident and they get to stop being sold stuff and they get to decide how to, how to use their clothes as a strategic tool, as opposed to it just being something that happens to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I obviously assume, well, I obviously assume you can tell me if I'm wrong, that it's different that you work with each client. They're all unique little snowflakes. And so everyone has a different path, but are there some basic tenets that, that apply to all of us in terms of your method and how you work with people?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So funny, quick, funny one off story is one of my clients is a CEO in the oil and gas industry. And I had a picture, she sent me a picture of what she wore to a conference over the weekend and was up on my computer and my son walked by and he goes, mom, you would never wear those shoes. And I and I was like, no, I wouldn't. And I quickly explained to him, my job is not to tell someone what to wear. My job is to unleash their confidence and put it in a strategy for them to show up. So the number one thing that I teach my clients, and that is so important that we all need to realize, is what our confidence style is. Every single thing that we are mirrored and shown our whole lives about clothes is to go ask someone else what to wear. We go to a store, we ask a sales associate, we read a magazine, we go on Google. What's what is? Where do I find jeans? Where do I this? We're on TikTok, we're on social media, we're doing all of the things trying to find someone else's solutions when we need to look inside and figure out what our own is, yes, there is some nuance to what flatters you, what compliments you, what colors look good on you, what your body type is and all of that. But it's really about saying, I can do this myself. I just need the tools to learn how, as opposed to looking around and trying to figure out what everyone else's solution is.
1: So does it start with kind of uh, some therapy or do you you look in my closet and say, (laughs) what do you like?
0: The first thing that I do with my clients is it's definitely a mindset shift because most people come to me saying I'm bad at this and I have a closet full of clothes and I've made a lot of potential financial mistakes and shopping feels like it is hard and it's expensive and all of the things. So a lot of times what we, the first step is sometimes we just look look back at your childhood and just say, where does this come from? Not saying like, oh, let's put you into therapy for five years, but I'm actually a trained neuro coach, and I know that a lot of our thoughts and our feelings about how we show up and about how we shop and how we do the things are our own thoughts. So just kind of looking back and being, well, this is how I was raised to go shopping. So for example, like I was raised going to TJ Maxx and Marshalls. I, you know, like, and there was lots of body image challenges that I had growing up. So therefore, if I didn't love my body the 12.99 shirt was all I deserved. So if we just can start to look at like where are these patterns coming from just to know that they're not a lot of them aren't ours and that we can decide that they no longer work for us. And then what we do is really tap into what your confidence style is for a lot of my clients, you know one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, we get in our own way. So we see something on someone we're like, oh that looks so great on her. Next thought, I can't pull that off. So what I I go through, take my clients through this alter ego process where we figure out, imagine it done. Five years from now, you're speaking on that TED stage. What are you wearing? You are not wearing like your 25-year-old suit. You're wearing something fabulous. So let's talk about it and let's dig deep into what makes you feel confident and then we could start putting the tangible things like shape and color and fit and proportion but it's really unlocking something deeper because there's so much scarcity involved when it comes to clothing
1: do you have some basic rules like everyone should own a little black dress and a statement bag and a you know chunky heel shoe or is it completely unique to everyone
0: completely unique But one of the things that I always say that people have is that they should have great shapewear, that they shouldn't be guided by shopping the sale rack and shouldn't be having things that are only bought because of their price tag. They should really understand what their body shape is because while it's scary um, to kind of do a little bit of the math, but when we realize what's going on, we don't get so hung up on size and weight. It's really about tapping into what works for me. So as women, we're all on some form of a weight loss journey at one point or a time. And it's that whole idea of really figuring out what makes you feel good in this exact moment, as opposed to, well, I could figure this out and this would be easier if I lost 10 pounds. So it's really about knowing what your body is and how to have clothes work for you, as opposed to feeling it work against you. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I assume a lot of, or maybe most of your clients are businesswomen, strong, powerful businesswomen. Do you, uh, does your process allow them to kind of really identify their own style or do you help them modify that style to maybe the expectations of the corporate environment? Does A that little make bit sense?
0: of both. Okay. Yeah. We talk about all the situations that they need to get dressed for and what the expectation is, what they want someone else to feel when they're in that room and how they need to feel. Um, the majority of the women that I work with are usually the only female in the room. So it's a lot about figuring out how they need their clothes to work for them or to to either make them play bigger or actually kind of look like they're more friendly, approachable and all of the things. And that's the great thing about clothes is that it can actually enhance something we have going on. Or if someone knows maybe they're a little bit too friendly, a little bit too approachable, they could actually use their clothes to kind of make them seem a little bit more authoritative. So the goal is for us to understand the message and then we make the clothes work for them. One of the things that comes up a lot with my clients is because they are so ROI goal oriented that they um, a lot of times will skip over feeling good and confident on the weekends. So it's one of those things where I'm like, well, what do you wear when you're going to date night? What do you wear to dinner with the friends? I'm like, I have a work shirt and jeans. I'm like, is that right? <laughs> you want to show up? So kind of just exposing them also that that are that we're different people in different aspects of our lives and kind of how to show up and feeling like you're 100 percent in the moment and have your clothes help you do that.
1: Yeah, I worked in the corporate world for almost 20 years, and I do recall distinctly being at a point where I was like, I have no casual clothes. All of the money that I invest in clothing goes to work clothes. So when it is the weekend, I'm either in sweatpants because that's all I have. Or if I do go out with friends, as you said, I'm wearing some version of a work outfit. So I think it's helpful yeah, for us to realize we are we are more than just the boardroom or the office in terms of our wardrobe. Are there rules that apply differently in terms of men and women in the same job? For example, you know, I'm a keynote speaker, so it's long been where men can show up on a keynote stage in a suit coat and nice jeans and even sneakers. Um, I don't see a lot of women doing that. Now Mel Robbins has her. Gonna, that's again. one that pops in my head, her and her sparkly
0: sneakers. She's made her
1: sparkly speakers part of, sneakers part of her brand and good for her. But I think most women in my profession kind of say, well, that won't work for me how will you speak to people like us who might say something like that that the rules for men are different and same in the same environment
0: well in, in the boardroom they they're definitely different like there is definitely statistics that say that um i think 8% of fortune 500 Trump ceo's are females and the number one reason why is because women are held to a higher standard than men like clean and simple like that it's a statistic like and as Women are judged harder, harsher. You being older is in when you're a man is thought of as like, oh, he's wiser and he has more years. For women, it's kind of like, yeah. like there's certain things that you're judged against, but it's either you're going to sit there and put your hands up and say, I have no control about it. But as a speaker, you actually have more control than most. So you can actually lead by example. And what I tell my clients a lot is when you show up authentically, you're actually giving everyone else in the room to show up authentically as well. So, but it's finding what makes it good for you. Because when you're wearing a costume, like I remember Mel Robbins talking about, I lost my heels. I hated my heels. They were so uncomfortable. If you're on stage waddling, someone could see that in your face. So it's really this balance of what makes me feel confident and put together, but what makes me feel comfortable and feels authentically me, So it's, it's a fine line. And that's why people hire me. So it's not like it's this easy thing, but it's really about finding the way that works for you. Because a lot of times it'll come up in conversation, like, well, what is the men's version, the female version of like khakis and a polo shirt, or what is that? And it's not, there's a lot of nuance to do with it because Women's bodies are different. And there's so many things that go on in our head when it comes to what is the message I want to put out there. So it's just really knowing how to control that, but also in a way that feels unique,
1: new, uniquely you. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, we're women. So we understand at least our perspective and our experience. So hopefully, there are still some men listening to the podcast to see what they can glean, because I'm sure that some of the tips are universal. But as you said, I think we are held to a higher standard in some ways. In terms of our appearance and our wardrobe in the workplace, I know I'm on a business board for the Department of Defense and our quarterly meetings are at the Pentagon. And this last month, you know, they always send an email in advance, you know, here's the agenda for the meeting. And they send a note that says, please dress in business casual attire, you know, suit coats preferred, et cetera, for the men, I suppose. Well, one of the gentlemen showed up to the meeting this time and he had on jeans and a suit coat. And I wasn't the only one that noticed. Now, they, again, they were dress jeans, and someone, another guy, commented to him, "Oh, you're wearing jeans." And he goes, "This is how I dress for work." And I'm, and I was looking at him when he said that, and I'm like, "I think they would have sent me home to change." <laughs> But you you know. take your nail polish off. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, that's not business or not tire. But I think the rules are different. You know, maybe it's not a higher standard, it's a different standard. Uh, as we were chatting kind of before we started recording, it's certainly not uncommon. It has gotten better over recently. I think people maybe have just evolved, but certainly I've been speaking professionally for 13 plus years now. And in the early days, It was just a given that in the comments that you would get afterwards that someone would comment on, you know, a lot of them were, I loved her dress or I loved her shoes, but then there were plenty of them. Her shoes were too high. Her dress was too short. You know, her hair was too curly. She should have put it up. Why do people feel compelled to comment on women and their bodies and their appearance? I don't know.
0: I mean, just if you go spend any time on TikTok, it's like a cesspool for like, you can just make a comment about everything that I'm wearing. And all of the things. But it's also about, you know, I've had multiple comments. um, Well, I have multiple clients that are attorneys. And when they will pull the the jury after the trial, there's lots of questions about what um, what the female attorney is wearing. Never about the man. But like, where'd she get her blue drops? So how do we combat that or do we?
1: Or do we just feel confident what we're wearing and not worry about those? Comp- so
0: some women and a lot of the things that I try to impress in, on my clients is that it's actually your superpower. So especially if you are a litigator or you're someone who wants a spotlight or attention, you have the ability to control where someone is looking, especially on a stage. Like if the stage is black, you wear red. You don't want because we someone's looking down on their phone at some point while you're speaking, like, let's be honest. And how do they find you? Because you're the brightest person in the room sort of thing. So it's about, again, knowing that our clothes are the largest form of nonverbal communication and just pretending that they're not is actually taking away your control. So you either can sit there kicking and screaming and saying this shouldn't matter, which it shouldn't. I'm not here saying that it should, but being like, okay, this does matter. And I do know that I'm sending messages, but how do I ensure that it's sending the messages that I want? To send.
1: Well, I guess an obvious question and does this then is does this have to cost me a fortune to restyle myself or to update my wardrobe? I have a friend who's in a similar job as me, and she invested in a wardrobe consultant within the last year, and she looks amazing. I mean, she looked amazing before, but they really dialed in on clothes that that make her look and feel confident and current and sharp but it was, she spent a fortune. So I look at what the results were for her and I say, I I like that and I'd love to do that. But is that really where I want to spend that much money? So I guess the question is, is there a way to do this cheaper?
0: Absolutely. So I work with clients in a multitude of ways. One of them is a five-week group program where it's the teach the man to fish situation, which I'm a huge proponent of. Even in my clients that I work with either one-to-one or in um a six-month mastermind, a woman is not going to show up with confidence unless she understands why she's putting the thing on. Like that's like the, the biggest thing with a subscription box or a personal stylist. Someone's telling you this is what you should wear. No, it needs to be part, you need to understand why. Otherwise, you're gonna be like, okay, I'll go put my black wrap dress on. <laughs> this feels weird. So where what we do within this five weeks is we Figure out where those mindset blocks are because, again, they're always there. Really, really get clear of what your authentic magnetic style is and then put all of the the tangible things to it. So with color, it's a color analysis, learning what the colors that uh, that, um, flatter you, but then creating your own brands. Because what we want is getting dressed to be easy. You just want to mix and match wardrobe, whether it's you're on Zoom or you're speaking from a stage. So all of this is more about strategy than anything. So most people are like, oh, this is going to be expensive. She's going to make me go shopping. No, actually, what ends up happening is you probably have a lot of clothes in your closet. You're just not using them the right way. You're probably missing a few things. So it's filling in the gaps and then learning what to do with it. So it just feels easy as opposed to, oh, I'm speaking in two weeks. Let me go raid my closet and make this a five-hour project. It's more, again, about having the control and having and really becoming your own brand. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It can. And people will always say to me, how much is this going to cost when I consider buying clothes? If you want to buy expensive clothes, it's going to be expensive. But there's also when you know what to look for and you know what to shop. You can do that at TJ Maxx or you can go to Birdroff Women and do it. It's really about knowing what works for me and what you should be focusing on as opposed to buying a bunch of stuff because that's expensive also is buying a bunch of stuff and never wearing it. Right. Well, is
1: there something I love how you your message includes that your clothes are a big part of your personal brand? With your work that you do with clients, do you either encourage or as part of your process helping them to get to something like we both thought of Mel Robbins when we thought of a speaker who doesn't wear our heels on stage? That's part of her brand. I have a friend uh, who is a business professional who part of her brand is a neatly tied Hermes scarf. You don't see her without them. So when I think of China, I think of scarves. Um, do you encourage people to kind of pick some sort of signature item or look as part of their personal brand?
0: Absolutely. So it really it's dependent on what their end goal is. Like some people don't see themselves as a brand. They're like, I am a partner at this law firm and therefore I always encourage them to people work with you, not your firm, like sort of thing. But to really figure that out, um, within five weeks, it's something that we focus more on color and kind of an accessory. But when I work with clients within that six-month capacity, we figure out what your power piece is. And for everyone, it's different. For some people, it's a unique color combination. For other people, it's like their belt and their shoes match. Like it is, again, I kid, I am not the person that delivers it. It's me showing them different things and us talking about what's in their closet and what they're attracted to. And then I, I guide them there. But unless it comes out of their mouth, it's me telling them what to wear. So I have a client that like loves Camel and Hunter Green I have another client that like she is photographed in leopard all of the time. And people are like, what is wrong when you are not? Like, she literally keeps a leopard scarf in her draw because someone will call her out if she's not wearing leopard. But it's that signature thing. But that's the the amazing thing is you see an Hermes scarf and you think of someone. That's a brand. You think of red, you think of Jackie O glasses, like that in Excel is powerful. That someone sees a different item and they think of you, that's confidence. And that also is you walking into a room powerfully and owning it as opposed to being a little bit like, is she coming? They're going like Mm -hmm. (laughs) situation. Well,
1: what is something that you would recommend we all do today to kind of begin the journey of gaining confidence in our wardrobe and finding our signature stuff?
0: So we have a lot of stuff in our closet that no longer serves us. So we all talk about fit and clothes should fit. And yes, they should. Like I'm a big proponent is like your clothes need to fit you. But besides fit in physical of the measurements, there's also pieces that help hold us back. So maybe it's from a past relationship or something that is like an old blazer from your first job. And there's like a sense of scarcity in there. And until we let go of those things, it doesn't give us room physically or mentally, to let the new version of ourselves, we're always going to get pulled back to that person. So anything in your closet that just feels like, when you look at it, you feel like crap, own that. (laughs) Let
1: it go, release it.
0: (laughs) Release that. It's just, there's a lot of mental energy that is taken up in clothing and those things really, that's the first step because it's clothes our identity. It really is like our own choosing over our identity. And if we have things that don't feel aligned, we can quickly shift into, into a past version of ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have some rules around? I know at one point I realized, like I said, about my wardrobe that I didn't have any non-work clothes, but I also had gotten a closet full of nice pieces, but I was big on going shopping and getting things on sale. So I would end up with the blazer, but not the pants, because there were no pants, you know, my size by the time it went on sales, or I would end up, I didn't end up with a lot of things that went together. So I had a lot of things that were pieces of something else that didn't match. Do you recommend that we invest in in outfits or in pieces that we can work interchangeably? Or do you have some, some uh, rules around that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's actually my post on Instagram today. So I am a hundred percent prepared with this question. So one of the things that we want is we want outfits, not items. So it doesn't mean that every single thing needs to be a head to toe suit because that feels super, super formal. But when we have, um, like, let's say five colors that we wear and they mix and match, it makes it so you could have a pair of pants and four tops that go with it or blazer and then have, it kind of feels a little bit more shifty and mix and matches than I wear this with one piece. So we really should only be intentionally buying something because that's where you get like this, closet full of random stuff is to replace. So if you have something that's a workhorse, a lot of times it ends up looking a little bit more worn than other stuff. So that's actually a good thing to go and shop for. If it's on sale, that's great. But if not, you know, you'll wear it. It's probably worth investing in. Number two, something that is actually going to pull together an outfit. So normally there's a huge gap. And it may be a belt. It may be a blush shirt. It probably is something boring because we end up not buying, you know, shopping for basics. It could be a well fitting bra, that sort of thing. So it's really what are the things that I'm missing that pull it all together? That's kind of like the glue. Another thing that we want to also shop for is something that's going to enhance your wardrobe and up-level it for such creatures of habits. We buy the same thing over and over again. So if we're like, okay, I have four black blazers and I have these white tops, what can I do to actually make this fun? Like maybe it's a black and white shoe. So something that's going to really pull it all together and up-level it. And then I always say to my clients, do not buy things if you can't wear it three ways. You don't need a bunch. You don't need more stuff. We all have enough stuff. We need things that can be multi-purpose, interchangeable. We want it so when we're getting dressed each day, it's easy that we're not standing in there going, "Where? What is this stuff? And who bought all of it? You did." So, me, it should be with intention, and we actually could have a lot more options with less stuff. And as women, we're very, very—we go into like reaction mode. We like to gather and we like to do that. So, in what we do is we shop. So, if like you're like, oh, I, I'm going and doing this talk next week, but I have the travel and all of the things. What do you do? You want to go do something as opposed to sitting in your sitting there to so go shop. But if you actually go shop in your closet and you put the outfits together, you probably have the same stuff you're gonna go out and buy. So it's just being more intentional and not know, thinking that shopping is always the solution because actually it's probably more of the problem than anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did wear a shirt to that meeting, that board meeting that I mentioned that I shopped in my closet and I probably haven't worn it in five years. And it was a nice tailored white shirt. And someone actually commented, I really like your shirt. And I was like, it was very cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, I've had it forever and it was in my closet and I just rediscovered it. (laughs) Well, what all the time, (laughs) what is the favorite, your favorite item in your wardrobe, accessory, piece of clothing, et cetera. What is your favorite item currently?
0: Hmm. That's a question. It's, it, I just did a photo shoot and I have this blazer. It's not there. It's in my closet. Um, it is red and pink leopard. And I remember when I got it, I was really excited about it. And I was actually speaking at a law firm and I took it off. Cause I was in my mind when I first really started coaching executives, I was knew that there was a lot of hypersensitivity over the color pink and pink is my favorite color. Frank pink was always my brand's color, but I would be fearful of wearing it because I was afraid someone's going to think, Oh, she's just going to make me wear pink. And I took it off and I fought with it. And then I ended up wearing it and got a lot of comments of on it. Because it's actually a symbol to me that my work is not about having everyone like me and have it that our clothes actually get to be magnets where they bring our people to us that we want and they get to repel quickly the people that are going to have opinions about my pink and red leopard blazer. And I want to only hang out with people that want to hang out with someone wearing a pick and <laughs> leopard blazer. And then I don't need to feel like I need to explain it. So I feel like we all need those pieces that like, do I want people to love me and hate me today? Put it on and be like, you know what, let it do its job and trust that it's doing it for you. I love it. That's a great answer to that question.
1: Well, I I could chat with you all day because obviously I have a lot of interest in, in personal branding and how your style can contribute to that. But I will continue to follow you and learn from you online. Where can we all connect with you, learn from you? Do you have any resources that we could tap into?
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to send, uh, I will have the link to my masterclass, which is really about how to create your own power wardrobe and your own power outfit. So you could always feel like your wardrobe is supporting you. And I would love if any of your listeners want to have a conversation with me and really learn about how to use your wardrobe as an extension of your personal brand, shoot me a message on LinkedIn. It's where I hang out a lot. Um, I am constantly in the messages talking to people. One of my favorite things to do is just really help women feel like they can be in control of their wardrobe and show up powerfully. So I talk to men and women and all the things about getting dressed. So really helping guide you in the right direction is something I am happy to do. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, we will link up to Melanie's website, her LinkedIn profile, as well as the masterclass in the show notes. So head on over there to connect with her. And I appreciate uh, the work that you're doing out there, Melanie, and how you're helping us all to feel more confident and to show up as our true selves uh, to do our best work.
0: Thanks for having me. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.